This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. We're going to make our military bigger and better and stronger than ever before. And nobody, nobody, nobody's going to mess with us, folks. Nobody. Donald Trump. He's holding a rally right now in Warren, Michigan, the morning after the night before. And the night before, what was it all about? Well, I know many of you don't get Fox News. You could have live-streamed it last night. But um, watching the debate was something to behold. Uh, Look, there's four of them on stage. One of them definitely shouldn't be there, John Kasich. Governor of Ohio. I know people will say, well, he's going to do really well in Ohio. I don't care. The man has no chance of winning outside of convincing delegates that have already pledged to go with Donald Trump or Ted Cruz to abandon their candidate. Most of them on the first ballot, by the way, in the Republican system, have to go and vote for the candidate they're pledged to. After the first ballot, it's wide open. Tell me the last time there was a second ballot. I believe the last time there was an attempt to have a contested convention on the Republican side was 1976. Ronald Reagan tried to take the convention, tried to take the nomination from Gerald Ford. Ford went in not knowing if he had enough votes and squeaked through on the first ballot. I could be wrong on that. Maybe there's been one since. I know that the Democrats had a contested convention in 1980. With Teddy Kennedy trying to take the uh, the nomination away from Jimmy Carter, I'm not sure what the worst outcome would have been for America, but thankfully Reagan ended up winning in 1990, both the nomination and the general election. But John Kasich just shouldn't be there. The man has no chance of winning, not even within his own party. Marco Rubio, not sure he should even be there. And last night, all they essentially did, Rubio and Trump, was trade insults and interrupt each other. The two of them ended up looking like kindergarten kids. And the worst part of it was Trump would whine if somebody interjected while he was speaking and then wouldn't shut up when anybody else was speaking. At one point, he, he was so used to interrupting Ted Cruz that at one point he looked at Cruz and said, don't you want to say something? And Cruz actually said, no, I'll let you finish your point and then I'll speak. The Republican side is looking very bad. Mitt Romney coming out yesterday to denounce Donald Trump, I don't think makes them look any better. And I don't think it's going to accomplish what he wanted to. But the candidates themselves are making themselves, are making themselves look bad with their behavior last night. Now, Fox was smart in some ways. They didn't give John Kasich a whole lot of time because, let's face it, he's almost a non-entity. At one point last night, I tweeted out, when these big events are on, I end up quite often just sitting there tweeting about them. So if you follow me on Twitter, you can laugh along with my jokes. I said, I I think John Kasich's going to have to start doing jumping jacks to get some attention here. But Trump and Cruz and Rubio were going at it, hammer and tong, with nothing but insults. Trump couldn't stop calling Rubio Little Marco. Really? That's your level of debate? Is while the man's trying to say something, you just interject and say, little Marco? I'm not saying it's all got to be Robert's rule of, rules of order. And don't, you know, think that I'm 
some high-end classy guy. No one will accuse me of that. But just calling your opponent Little Marco and then when you are presented with facts of what you have said, video evidence of what you have said, say, no, 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 until they play it or impress you on it. Look, I think Donald Trump could do better than that, but he's not. Now, Lowell Green's going to come on in a few minutes and tell me just to calm down that we just have to get used to Donald Trump being the nominee. Perhaps. Doesn't mean I have to like it. Doesn't mean that I have to like the idea that a man that can't debate with people in his own party will take the nomination and then go and face Hillary Clinton. And as Ted Cruz pointed out last night, he might have to explain why he cut four different large checks to support Clinton's 2008 presidential campaign. How do you stand on stage and say, this woman's unqualified when you sent more than $100,000 to her when she ran the last time. And in the middle of all this, we've got a spike in Americans Googling how to move to Canada. That's all we need, more socialists, because most of them are being driven by the the thought that Donald Trump will win. So I'm going to say we don't need more socialists moving to Canada. We don't need all the Bernie Sanders supporters deciding they need to come here and support Prime Minister Zoolander. It's not going to help us. But as we've seen before, they're going to threaten it and then not deliver it. Last night was an embarrassment for the Republican Party. It was an embarrassment for at least two, if not three, of the candidates up there. I leave out John Kasich because he wasn't involved in the bickering. He was barely involved in the debate because he doesn't matter. But for Rubio and Cruz in particular, it was an embarrassment. Did Rubio land some hips? Absolutely. Pointing out the fraud that was Trump University that he took money from people and did not deliver. And then for Trump to stand up there and claim that, no, no, it's a frivolous lawsuit, we have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau, well, no. The anchors at Fox News had the evidence. He had a D from the Better Business Bureau. And he's facing a lawsuit, a class action lawsuit that's been certified. His own lawsuit against them has been thrown out. And the former lead plaintiff left after he paid off, I believe they said it was, $800,000 in legal fees. So Rubio's constant saying that the Republican Party could be taken over by a con man might be ringing a little truer today if people actually paid attention. I'm not sure they're going to because so far as I think it was the New York Daily News put it in a front page picture, Donald Trump is the new Teflon Don. Nothing is sticking to him. Time to check in on the business desk. Michael Caine has the latest. Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. And Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media in for Rob Snow today. Remember, of course, that as of Monday, I will be the host of Beyond the News with Brian Lilly. That runs from 7 until 10 p.m. Monday to Friday right here on News Talk 580 CFRA. Well, we we head now to the southern headquarters of CFRA for an interruption of breaking 
news. Lowell Green is the bureau chief for CFRA's Bahamian Bureau. Bahamian Bureau? What is it, Lowell? Well, it would be Bahamian Bureau. Oh, great excitement. I know there was great excitement yesterday, uh, last night, with Trudeau uh, lecturing the Americans. And, of course, we had uh, Romney lecturing Trump and okay. Trump lecturing yeah, everybody. But, but you've got real breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the situation. We're, we're on a beautiful beach here, but just, just to my right, just a little bit up the beach, it's pretty wild territory. There's, there's jungle in there and, and trees and palm trees and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, within the last couple of days suddenly appears a nude man. He pops out of the woods. He doesn't even bother anybody, except, I guess, if you're, if you're walking by and this nude guy pops out of the woods. <laughs> well, lo and behold, this morning, my wife and a couple of other women are walking along the beach, the early morning walk, and who pops out of the woods but the nude guy? And well, wait, wait, what does he do? Does he just run around them? He runs just sort of pops out and stands there stark naked. At any rate, he didn't realize that my, <laughs> my wife has a cell phone with her. So immediately she phones 911, or 919 actually down here. And we have, uh, you, you got to understand that in the Bahamas, we're very advanced here, and we have a policeman who patrols the beach. He's got one of those little three-wheelers. He whips up and down the beach on the sand, right? So anyhow, she oh, phones. amazing. I am standing, standing there, and the three women are sort of, you know, don't know what the hell to do, except she's on the phone. She goes, there's a nude man right in front of me here. So I'm getting this second hand from her, by the way, but she tells me this. There's a nude man standing right here. Where are you, madam? So she so about two minutes later, down the beach comes this three-wheeler with this guy. And don't forget the policeman here in the Bahamas. They're beautiful. They have the, you know, the white uniform and the blue pants and the belt. I mean, they're, they're dressed to the nines. Very absolutely. sharp. So very, very sharp. So he goes wheeling down there. And so the, the nude man goes spots the cop, obviously, on this. And so the nude man goes running down crazy enough. He doesn't run back into the woods. He runs down the beach. <clears throat> That's the last we saw. We got, the, we got the cop on the three-wheeler, all dressed to the nines, chasing this nude. And this guy is very fast. This nude man apparently is very, very fast. So that's the last we know is that down the beach the two of them went. So great excitement here on Grand Bahama Island. And that is you know wild. what? One, one of the interesting things is that you really don't even need social media because within, I would say, about two minutes of all of this happening, everybody here on the beach knows. And, of course, it's all a buzz, all right? It's just, you know, this is the grapevine. Oh, it's all a buzz. Oh, they chased the nude guy. I don't know if they've got them. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe give them some clothes, right? <laughs> but you will you will file reports on this throughout yeah, the day. I will keep you up to date on the nude man. Yeah, well, I might call you back by the end of the show just to find uh, out what the latest we, is. Uh, you haven't seen anything until you've seen a you know the beautiful Bahamian cop on a three wheeler chasing a nude man down the beach. I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Believe me. <laughs> oh man, did, did you watch the Fox debate last night? I know you get Fox News down there. Well, we got it all. We get we get CBC. We're very civilized here, you know. We get CBC. I, I don't civilized. doubt it. I, you're you're living in the life of luxury down there in the Bahamas. The, so, did you watch any of the debate? Uh, which debate are you referring the, to? Uh, the 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 Republican debate on Fox News. Yeah, well, I did actually. I watched a little bit, and uh, I was actually listening to Rush Limbaugh uh, from a Florida radio station, and he played a good chunk of Trump's response. Uh, oh, I, oh, to I, Romney yesterday. I, Romney, I just yeah. wanted to ask you about the debate first. One of the headlines, I'm on Drudge Report right now, and one of the headlines shows Trump between Rubio and Cruz, and yeah. it says Cuban sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great theater, there's no question. But, you know, you were complaining about 
Trump whining and interrupting all of the time. I just want to remind you that Justin Trudeau did a fair amount of interrupting during some of the debates. Oh, yeah. Uh, interrupting. I mean, he constantly interrupted and harangued Stephen Harper, and uh, it didn't seem to hurt him too much. So it's just the game that they're playing down here. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's interesting because we're in the Bahamas. We're, what, 80 miles, uh, you know, east of Fort Lauderdale. But most of the people here are Americans, a scattering of, uh, I'm, I'm talking about tourists, a scattering of, of Canadians. And no matter where you go, we were out for dinner last night, and the owner of the restaurant came over, and he started everybody in a big debate about why Trump was was going to destroy the nation and so forth. And all kinds of people were right. It was, it was really interesting. So well, I let, said at the end, go ahead. I, I, I got to tell you, there's Democrats looking at Trump. I mean, there's a big bun fight on, and it's not just people that think uh, Trump will destroy the nation. Jim Webb was, he's a, a former Democratic presidential candidate in this cycle. And he yeah. was on MSNBC's Morning Joe today and said he would not vote for Hillary, but he's open to voting for Trump. Let me ask you this, though, Brian. You're a close observer of the Canadian political scene. Do you think Trump's going to do him any more any more damage to the United States than Justin Trudeau and some of our liberal premiers are going to do to Canada? I mean, they had the meeting yesterday in Vancouver, agreed upon some sort of formula for carbon pricing, etc. We all know what's coming, more and more taxes here. Uh, you know, down in the United I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but the United States has started to boom again. I mean, the unemployment now in the United States is 4.9. What is it in Canada? Well over it's 7? 7.2, I believe. And, and uh, you know, huge, huge job creation down here. And one of the reasons is they're not all caught up, as we are in Canada, with green energy. And, I, by the way, they're also not all caught up with Syrian refugees. Uh, to my knowledge, uh, hardly a single Syrian refugee has come into this country. Well, uh, you, Justin Trudeau is going to lecture the Americans on that issue in yeah. his big profile in 60 Minutes on the weekend. Uh, I don't know if he lectures them on oil. Uh, but you're right. He had the big meeting with uh, the premiers uh, this week. By the way, they didn't they didn't actually agree to a, a price on carbon, which is what he wanted, because even liberal premiers like Nova Scotia's Stephen McNeil came out against them. Yeah. And, so and that's so good news. I, so, and, and so did the, uh, the, the premiers of all three of our northern territories and Nova Scotia. I was surprised about Nova Scotia. But nonetheless, it's it's coming. I mean, let's be honest. All the premiers, all of the provinces, every government in the country needs more money. I mean, they continue to find new ways of spending our money. And if they're going to spend it, uh, at some point they can't continue to rack up debt, I guess. So they're going to simply have to find other ways of of raising money. Uh, You know, sell off hydro, institute a health tax, institute uh, eco-taxes, institute carbon taxes. All all of that's going to come. Absolutely. Well, well, for some of it. Yeah, in Ontario it's come. In in Quebec they haven't met a tax they don't like. Kathleen Wynne's never met one. Uh, I think we'll, you know, if Rachel Notley wasn't in charge of Alberta, we'd all be moving there despite the layoffs because they they had lower taxes. Let me ask you about this before we go. Justin Trudeau elected saying that he was going to make sure that the Canada-U.S. relation was fixed, that this is the prime minister's most important job. In his interview with 60 Minutes, not only does he take a shot at Donald Trump, who could be the president come January, but he also lectured Americans that they need to pay more attention to the world. He said it might be nice if they paid a little more attention to the world. Having a little more of an awareness of what's going on in the rest of the world, I think, is what many Canadians 
would hope for Americans. My oh, experience, I, I've hosted talk radio in the States. I, I write for an American website. I talk to Americans about politics all the time, Law. They are engaged in, in international affairs. Well, do you think do you think that the average American gives a damn what Trudeau says? The average American, I mean, I, as I say, we have a it's lot of Americans. It's one of the top headlines at Drudge right now, so a lot of Americans, including a lot of newsrooms, are going to see that well, slight. I'm going to tell you something. If you did a survey, if you went out onto any street in any American city and, and said, who is Justin Trudeau, you'd be lucky to find one person in a 1,000 who, first of all, knew, and one person in 2,000 who actually gave a damn. Well, he's starring in the new movie Zoolander uh, as a male model, and uh, we can we can see him this weekend, I think. Well, I, I just think, I know, Brian, you're very interested in American politics, but I think we're in big trouble in Canada. Oh, uh, completely. And, and I, I think we, we've got to deal, I, I think that we've, we've, we've got to deal with that. I mean, we just, I, I keep saying this, we cannot continue to spend more money than we take in. At some point, it's going to have to end. All right, Lowell Green, he'll be back with reports from our Bahamian Bureau on the naked guy. Ah, the great naked man on the beach, Chase. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Lowell. Have a good weekend. I'm Brian Lillian for Rob Snow, back after this. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. Brian Lillian for Rob Snow. Today's the last day I'll fill in for Rob. Rob is back here at his usual slot on Monday. Rob's been filling in on the mornings. Well, on Monday, the new guy shows up, and Bill Carroll for the morning rush, and I will be at 7 p.m. for Beyond the News with Brian Lilly. Kind of looking forward to starting later in the day. Kind of looking forward to being down here in the Byward Market for the excitement and then bringing you the news of the day and unpacking what it's all about. This weekend, and I think on Monday we'll be talking about this, this weekend Justin Trudeau will be featured in on CBS's 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes came up and did a profile interview that will air Sunday night. I'd normally say after the football game, but of course they don't have football anymore, unfortunately. And in this interview, he actually lectures. I'm going to play you a clip that CBS has released to promote the interview with Trudeau. But according to the Associated Press, which has a full transcript, Trudeau actually lectures Americans. He said it might be nice if they paid a little more attention to the world. Having a little more of an awareness of what's going on in the rest of the world, I think, is what many Canadians would hope for Americans. He also whined that Canadian Canada doesn't get paid enough attention to. I think we sometimes like to think that, you know, Americans will pay attention to us from time to time, too. Then took a shot at Donald Trump. Didn't call him out by name and his... Spokesperson says, well, you know, we don't know which candidate he's referring to. But he says Donald Trump's rise is due to Americans' lack of knowledge of foreign affairs. Didn't Justin Trudeau promise that he was going to repair the relationship with the United States? 
didn't Justin Trudeau say this was the most important job of a Canadian prime minister? Was to get this relationship right? And not only is he taking a shot at Trump, who many say could be president come November or elected come November and then sworn in in January. Not only is he taking a shot at Trump, but he's also taking shots at the American people because his comments here are not about American politicians. They're about the American people. It might be nice if they paid a little more attention to the world. Having a little more awareness of what's going on in the rest of the world, I think, is what many Canadians would hope for Americans. I'm sorry, but Prime Minister Zoolander, you're screwing up what you called the most important file. You don't go around and insult your neighbor and the potential leader. This is reminding me of the good old liberal ways of Jean Chrétien. Say what you will about Stephen Harper. He didn't have a poisoned relationship with Barack Obama. He had a business relationship with him. He sat down and looked at everything from a business point of view. If Donald Trump gets in, our relationship with the United States is shot if Trudeau goes around shooting off his mouth like this again and again. It's not the first time he's taken shots at Trump. I'm going to play another clip and then talk more about this. This is a a clip from Trudeau's interview with Laura Logan on CBS. And then after that, I want to hear from you. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. What do you think of Justin Trudeau insulting the American people? Here's a preview of what you'll see as the Americans drool all over Prime Minister Zoolander on Sunday. You've had a somewhat unusual path to this office of Prime Minister. Well, I was, uh, I was a snowboard instructor. I was a bouncer in a nightclub. Uh, I was a whitewater river guide for many years. I worked as a teacher. Uh, you know, I make no apologies for a very varied uh, set of life experiences. But it's also opened you up to criticism. I mean, we've heard it, you've heard it. You know what people say, that you're too young, you're inexperienced, that you don't have what it takes to do this job? Well, I, the way I respond to it is by ignoring it. Uh, I mean, you cannot let yourself be defined by the hopes that you will fulfill the darkest wishes of your opponents. Justin Trudeau's sweeping victory was not expected. This is what positive politics can do. A few weeks earlier, his Liberal Party was last in the polls. Yet when the votes were counted, he'd done what no other leader in Canada had ever done. Thank you. Merci. Merci beaucoup. Taken his party from its worst defeat in the last election to an historic win, snatching power from the Conservatives after nearly a decade of rule. In that moment of victory, his youth, his looks, and his family name captivated the world. Is that daunting? It is what it is. I mean, I, I look at what I have as a challenge, and I could list a whole bunch of different challenges, and I choose not to be daunted by any of them. Positive politics. That's what Trudeau said in there. Positive politics. It might be nice if they paid a little more attention to the world. 
having a little more awareness of what's going on in the rest of the world, I think, is what many Canadians would hope for Americans. Look, I've seen the same studies you have about how so many American sixth graders can't locate their state on a map or how so many Americans don't know X, Y, or Z about the world. The same could be done in Canada. But let me tell you that politically engaged Americans, like politically engaged Canadians, have a clue of what's going on. The Americans need to pay attention because they are the world's superpower. And let me tell you, having been to several news conferences with presidents, can't remember if it's two or three with Obama, and more than that with George W. Bush, quite often the questions that the American media will ask are about foreign affairs. They're detailed questions on foreign affairs. And yes, when Americans do get international news, it tends to be about how America interacts with that part of the world. Like when they have to go over and negotiate a deal with Iran on their nuclear program. I may not like the deal, but the Americans were there. We weren't. They get that news. They know about it. They know about the American pastor being held hostage. Probably more than we know about the Canadian pastor being held hostage in Korea. North Korea. Justin Trudeau is reminding me of Carolyn Parrish in Cretchen's government, stomping on a doll of George W. Bush. Liberals simply cannot help themselves with their anti-American reflexes. And then he talks about his unusual path to the job. Can any Canadian mock the Americans for voting for Donald Trump? When you look at Justin Trudeau talking about how he used to be a whitewater rafter and he He taught school for a bit, and he was a snowboard instructor. And we're going to turn around and laugh at Americans for backing Donald Trump? Because while he may not be my first choice, and while I may think he's a blowhard on his business record, he's got a far deeper resume and far greater qualifications to be a chief executive of a country than Prime Minister Zoolander. What do you think on Justin Trudeau attacking not just American political leaders, but the American people, for not being so smart. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. I'm Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media, in for Rob Snow. Back after this. Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. And Brian Lilly, a.k.a. B-Lil, in for Rob. Rob will be back Monday, and I'll be in my usual spot, 7 till 10 p.m. Make sure you tune in for Beyond the News with Brian Lilly starting Monday. I'm talking to you about President, sorry, not President, Prime Minister Zoolander. It's my name for Justin. He's pretty. He's got the look of blue steel. But is he really that smart? He's in an interview with CBS. Here's a chance to... Make Canada shine. The whole world's interested in Canada. And I have applauded 
for those of you that think I just criticized Prime Minister Zoolander, I've applauded him in the past for using this moment where the world is interested in our handsome young prime minister. And he has said, you know what, let's use this moment to promote Canada on the world stage. But what does he do? He goes and says Americans should pay more attention to the world from the Associated Press, which means this will be picked up in the United States. And it is one of the lead stories on Drudge Report, which every newsroom in America goes to several times a day. The headline at Drudge actually says, Justin Trudeau lectures Americans pay more attention to the world. In the story, Trudeau says it might be nice if they paid a little more attention to the world. Trudeau, elected in October, made the remarks after being asked what Canadians don't like about the U.S. Having a little more of an awareness of what's going on in the rest of the world, I think, is what many Canadians would hope for Americans. He said in a transcript released to the Associated Press on Thursday. We'll see his full comments on Sunday night at CBS. But let me just point out, Prime Minister Zoolander thinks the Americans need more knowledge of the world. I'm going to read you some quotes. And I'm going to read you some facts about Justin Trudeau and his knowledge of the world. In 2014, April 4th, 2014, the National Post, he says, All my life I've been an international travel I've, traveler. I've spent years traveling around the world, seeing all sorts of different countries, he said, noting that he has seen 90 countries. Well, we know what one of his favorite countries is, China. Because he said, There's a level of admiration I have for China because their basic dictatorship is allowing them to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green. We need to start investing in solar. There's a few problems with that. One, China builds a coal plant a week, or at least they were at that point back in 2013 when he said those things. And he admires their basic dictatorship. But that's okay because he can't actually tell the difference between China and Japan. That's right. Reading from the Huffington Post, December 17th, 2015. Or sorry, this is National Post, November 20th, 2015. Writing about Trudeau's first summit, he says he twice mispronounced the name of Mexico's president, brushing off the second error by joking that he refers to him only as Enrique. He accidentally praised China in his first bilateral meeting with Japan, correcting himself immediately. What did he say? Did he just turn around and say, oh, all you Chinese and Japanese look the same? Come on. You know, you're briefed by your people as you're going into a bilateral. You're meeting, you're meeting the president of China. He goes in and refers to Japan? No. He got it the other way around. He confused Japan for China. And then he made bad jokes with Barack Obama. Asked for his favorite Baltic nation, he said that's not a thing. On discussions with Boris Nemtsov, who he later was forced to admit he never met, he said, Mr. Nemtsov and I uh, met in Ottawa just a few months ago where we discussed his unwavering and passionate desire for a free and prosperous Russia. He was a staunch critic of Russian military aggression in the Ukraine. He never met the man. But he's going to lecture Americans. In a, 
in a time when he could have just put a positive spin on Canada, when he could have just used his celebrity, used his appeal to say, look, Canada's really great. You need to know more about us. He turns around and criticizes Americans for not being that smart, eh? What, what, what don't Canadians like about Americans? Is that what he, he was asked? He was asked, yeah, what Canadians don't like about Americans? Well, you're not that smart. You need to be more smarter, eh? Why not just say, we wish you'd come visit more often. You don't come around like you used to. Make a joke of it about tourism or something and move on. Instead, he's got to take a shot at their intelligence and their knowledge of world affairs. From the man who admires China's basic dictatorship. Paul's calling in from Montreal, and apparently he's still shocked about news that happened four months ago. Paul, you're on yeah. the show. Yeah, uh, good morning. Uh, I just want to briefly say that I'm still in the utter shock and disbelief that uh, a large percentage of Canadians voted uh, for this Mr. Just Out, uh, Mr. Trudeau, and exchanged him for a principled uh, leader, as Mr. Harper was, and an intelligent leader. There is no comparisons between uh, the two gentlemen. And, I, I agree uh, with you there. And uh, wait till the Canadians uh, start paying for the promises that Mr. Trudeau has been promising and lying through his teeth, because the programs that he uh, promised Canadians are going to cost a fortune. Deficits are going to rise tremendously. And guess whose pockets the uh, funds are going to be coming out of? Yours and mine. Now, That's correct. Paul, That's there, was correct. A, there was a lot of mockery of Justin Trudeau during the election, and I'm still doing it because it's fun, but it didn't, it didn't hurt him during the election. Right. And well, down, that, that, down in the United States, there's a lot of people who are mocking Donald Trump. I don't think it's going to hurt him in much correct. the same way. Your thoughts? Correct. Uh, he calls. He calls a spade a spade, and uh, I appreciate somebody. I don't agree with everything that he says, but uh, he's principled. He's not afraid to say what he thinks, and if some people don't like it, it's just too bad. And likewise, with Mr. Trudeau, there is absolutely nothing to this gentleman. There is no substance whatsoever to him. No uh, qualifications to be prime minister. And as I said earlier in my conversation, I'm still in total shock that Canadians voted in a person like this. And uh, that's all I have to say. And you're doing a great show. Thank you and for the... the best of luck, and the best of luck to you and the CFRA. I'm calling you from Montreal because basically the people over here are mostly still in love with Mr. Trudeau. <laughs> and it's uh, very difficult to listen to a radio uh, station, uh, you know, that, um, you know, that uh, puts a positive spin uh, on anything but Mr. Trudeau. So Paul, I, 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 worked, I worked and lived in Montreal, and uh, West Island Anglos love the Liberals more than anybody else. Thanks well, for the call. That's a shame. Have a good day and good luck. All right. Ian in Osgood, you're on the program. Yeah, another uh, news flash. Is this um, like Lowell's news flash? Are you going to tell me there's a naked man running around Ottawa? Uh, well, I called it's a, little uh, a couple cold. days ago telling people that it was going to be dark at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot and, about that, and, and yeah. I didn't turn my lights on. And I've got another one, that the climate changes every day. And for people that can't figure that out... <laughs> Global warming, climate change is such a farce. Uh, we don't control it. We can do our best to uh, help it out, 
but uh, we just don't control it. Yeah, well, if we think we do, then we're, um, we're fooling ourselves. And as I have noted several times over the past few weeks, still haven't heard it anywhere else uh, in broadcast media in Canada. Major scientists who have pushed global warming for many years now say, yeah, it kind of stopped. Yep. Kind of stopped. They, they backed the U.N. hiatus theory, and uh, that was paid for with Canadian tax dollars, but don't expect Prime Minister Zoolander to bring that up as well, he meets and, with the premiers. I love the, the fact that uh, Zoolander Prime Minister was uh, snowboarding in Whistler. Um, if the earth is getting so warm, how can he still enjoy uh, snowboarding in Well, we, we were told the polar ice cap had begun by now and our children wouldn't know what snow was. Uh, yet more predictions that didn't, did not come true. Ian, thanks for the call. Okay, thank you. I'm Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow, talking about Prime Minister Zoolander and his insults to Americans. We'll have more on that and more news you need to discuss coming up after the news at the top of the hour. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. Oh, getting excited about throwing rocks down a sheet of ice. How Canadian. 580 CFRA is proud to sponsor the 2016 Tim Hortons Briar. It opens this weekend. I, we've got folks down there now. Rob Snow will be broadcasting from the, um, from the event starting Monday. He'll be at the Briar Patch, they're calling it? Oh, wow. So, uh... I'm looking for anyone that can explain curling to me. We'll try and find someone from that later on in the day. I've tried curling out. Kind of liked it. Haven't say that I uh, can't say that I've curled. I will tell you this though. And trust me, you'll get these kind of interjections from um, uh, Bill Carroll when he takes over on the morning show. Did you know that curling is actually a Scottish invention? It's true. Curling, a Scottish invention, uh, invented because board Scots had nothing else. Look at the two sports the Scots invented. Curling, where you throw a rock down a sheet of ice. And golf, where you take a little tiny ball and whack it through an unkept field and try and put it into a tiny little hole. I love Robin Williams' takeoff on this. We can't play it on the air without a lot of bleeping. But it is hilarious. I wish we could. I, I'm not sure we could beep out that many curse words. But he does the whole thing in a Scottish accent. And then, you know, the guy describing, you take this stick and you whack the ball down the fairway. And you try and get in that wee hole. Oh, you do that last once. No, 18 times. <laughs> We're going to have fun with curling. And uh, I think I'll be checking out some of the briar as well. Curling.ca if you want more info on that. I've been talking to you about um, Prime Minister Zoolander. That's his name, and it's appropriate. Have you seen the movie Zoolander? Because Justin Trudeau, I I swear this is him. You're dead to me, boy. You're more dead to me 
and your dead mother. I just thank the Lord she didn't live to see her son as a mermaid. Merman. Merman. Is our prime minister a merman? Does he have the look of blue steel? Well, he definitely has that. But does he have a clue about foreign affairs? He told CBS that he wished Americans knew more about the world. Let me just say again, there's a level of admiration I actually have for China because their basic dictatorship allows them to turn their economy around on a dime. Their basic dictatorship. During his first bilateral, he messed up Japan and China and couldn't remember the name of Mexico's president. But hey, don't worry. Americans need to know more. Not you, Zoolander. Michelle in Ottawa, you are on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Good morning. You're very funny today, and um, you actually made my husband laugh with your Zoolander comparison. That's not <laughs> easy to do. But I just wanted to say two things here. <clears throat> I was listening yesterday to your program when you um, ran the speech with Romney. Yep. And at first, I wasn't. I hadn't. I didn't realize who I was listening to, and I thought, what a beautiful voice he has. And you know, he does. And and he was a very qualified man, but he ran a bad campaign. Well, hold on. So anyway, so I listening, and I, I just point by point, issue by issue, evisceration of Trump there, calling him a phony and a fraud, attacking his domestic policies and his foreign policies. And what the hell's going on here? And then and then he attacked his moral and his character. And I thought, wow, like. Did he not endorse you? Like, what happened in the last four years that made him such a scumbag all of a sudden, you know? Using Romney to deliver that message really did more harm to the Republicans than anything, in my opinion. I, I just It just confirmed that politics is as greasy a business as organized crime. Like that well, was... did, did, did you see Chris Christie standing behind yeah. him? And uh, he's been, he was a vicious critic of, of Trump. And now he stands behind him and looks at him. You know, like well, a like a puppy, or 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 someone looking at the the girl that they can't believe they got, and they're out on a date. We've seen this before. We've seen this before in this province, where you can't get somebody more greasy than Hillary Clinton. And look what's going to happen there. And the Clinton Foundation is funded by the Saudis. I mean, oh, it's funded by all kinds of people, and it gets unfortunately it gets special treatment by the Canadian government, and has for a long time because hey, it's Bill Clinton. Well, the whole thing is just, it, it's its riveting, and, and it's, you know, <laughs> it, it's I, I also think, sad. I think if you are a supporter of the Conservative Party and movement, we have to start looking at how they are conducting themselves down there, though, and make sure that we don't end up with that, because you're right, it will feed cynicism. Now, just, if you are attacking each other as being despicable and then turning around and endorsing each other, or vice versa. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I just want to move on here to Trudeau. So mm-hmm. in this country, for the last number of years, we've been told that the only way we're going to compete, uh, compete financially is if we increase our population. And so, you know, hence all the immigration and just, just so we can at least be a cog in this giant economic wheel. Yeah. And now China's just announced that they're going to lift their birth control ban. So how, how are you going to compete with that? Right. This Trudeau's policies of having a polar bear in every pool is going to kill us. Um. Yeah, China's uh, China will they they're lifting that because if they don't and they don't convince people to have more than one kid, China will be old before they get rich. A lot of people are worried about China being the world power. You look at their demographics; it's falling off. 
I'm more worried about China becoming an increasingly aggressive country because due to their one-child policy, they have been aborting babies at a, a huge rate, almost all of them girls, though. And so the, the balance between boys and girls is out of whack. Listen. And you're going to have all these men that can't find a wife or a girlfriend or anything because there's 120 of them for every 100 b- girls. It's going to get almost like a science fiction novel where in order to to uh, increase their population, they're going to have like these farms of women with, uh, you know, f- uh, fertile implants and just keep pumping out the babies. That'll be really strange. It, it sounds bizarre, but, but you know, if second, they came out just, with it, I wouldn't be shocked. Can I just say this one last thing? Sure. So, so we know that the, everybody on earth wants to increase their population. That's the goal that everybody's sort of agreeing to. We got to have more and more and more, but how are we going to feed all these people? So if I'm we a can real feed, we person, can feed the world easily, Michelle. Well, yeah, but I was going to say that if you were sort of looking ahead, instead of covering up all this fertile land we have with stupid solar panels, why not find ways to grow food more efficiently? I mean, people need to eat to live. You won. It's better than gold. The reason we don't need as much farmland as we used to is because we can get more out of the land. Well. More efficient farms. So we already know how to do it, and uh, Canada can lead the way. But Justin Trudeau doesn't like us being people that grow things or take things out of the land. He wants us to all be in the service industry and making solar panels. Yeah, a polar bear in every pool. (laughs) I like that one. Thanks for the call, Michelle. You're welcome. I'm Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. We'll uh, be back in a couple of minutes. Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. So grab your girl, it's time to curl, and to the curl and rink. Gonna throw some rocks, have fun and talk, but mostly we'll just drink. Okay, that is a very different curling song than the one I was suggesting to Dave. Dave's operating the board right now, and I was saying to Trip, you know what? Uh, My hometown, The Hammer, produced a punk band called the Dick Van Dykes. And... uh, (laughs) You can keep playing the hurry hard. So this band called the Dick Van Dykes had a song called Curling, and I've been looking for it because I wanted to play it on this. Can't find it. But essentially the lines is, my mother does it with my father on a Saturday, and then the background singers yell out, Curling. If you're an old punk and you remember that, you can call in 521-TALK, 521-8255. I have no prizes for you. But hey, call in. We do have a contest coming up at 11.35. Remember that. Talking about Prime Minister Zoolander and his sunny ways, insulting Americans in an interview with 60 Minutes that's going to air on Sunday night. Once we have the audio, we'll be talking about this again on on, uh, Monday. Because Beyond the News with Brian Lilly starts on Monday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. So we'll have the full comments of what he says, including his slight on Trump. And I'm asking you, how smart is it to go around and insult the Americans when you said during the election campaign that this was the most important job of a Canadian prime minister, was to look after our relationship with the Americans. And then he's insulting not just American politicians like Donald Trump, who could be president 
after the election, but he's insulting the American people, saying, you don't know enough about the world. What a fool. Greg, in Ottawa, do you like Prime Minister Zoolander and his sunny ways? Well, ever, ever since Sunny Ways got elected, I've been referring to him as the Boy Scout. But uh, I hereby apologize to the Boy Scout movement of Canada. Well, they, I mean, the Boy Scouts don't uh, don't go around insulting their uh, their neighbor, do they? I don't that's think right, that'd be right. a Boy Scout that's thing right. to do. At least, at least having been a, being a Boy Scout uh, says uh, says a lot more than having been a former snowboard uh, snowboard instructor. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 he, he's worried. Uh, let Let me just go back to. Um, uh, to the Associated Press article for a second, Greg. Yeah. He takes a jab. According to AP, he takes a jab at an unnamed U.S. presidential candidate whose rise he attributed to Americans' lack of foreign affairs knowledge. Well, and anybody with half a brain knows who he's talking about, of course. So he's talking about Trump. Yeah. But this is a man that, as I said, can't get the Mexican president's name right, even though he's just been briefed and he knows who he's going into a meeting with. He confuses China and Japan. He says he has a admiration of China's basic dictatorship. I can go on with the the mess-ups this guy has had on the foreign affairs side. Well, well, let, let's be honest about it. The only reason why he got elected, as far as I'm concerned, uh, in, in, you know, in my in my opinion, is because of his name. The, the guy hasn't got a clue. But he's one. pretty. Number one, he hasn't got a clue. And number two, I, I'm convinced that it's, it's the backroom boys who are calling the shots. Uh, guys like uh, Gerald Butts there. Not to mention the old farts like uh, McCallum and, and uh, Ralph Goodale. Look, I, he is pretty, and I, I do make fun of his intelligence, but he's no dummy. Well, uh, he, 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 may he, not may not, no, he may not be a dummy, okay? But, he, but let's face it, he hasn't got a clue himself, okay? And another thing, too, my last comment. Uh, let's not get our knickers in the knot. Uh, I'm convinced. Uh, my, my prediction is that uh, Trump is not— <clears throat> Trump may, may, may win the uh, nomination, but he— he, he'll end up going up against uh, against Clinton there, and uh, she'll beat him. Well, he, he'll never he, make he'll, he he won't make it as president uh, because she'll she'll just uh, she'll just debate him into the ground. Number one, and once he, that's if done, she's it'll allowed be, uh, to run, it'll be President Clinton and then Prime Minister Zoolander singing Kumbaya. If she's allowed to run, and I know Trump has been making that comment the last few days, it it hasn't been picked up on and discussed that much, especially in Canada. Oh, she'll be allowed to run, all right? She's got enough money to do so. I mean, uh, like, let's okay, but do you know... You know hold she, hold she, on, Greg. Hold on. Greg, Greg, hold on. I'm sorry. It, it has nothing to do with the money to run. Do you know what Trump is referring to when he says, if she's allowed to run? Oh, yeah. I mean, he talked about her... Uh, her um, Five different investigations. Her, yeah, her, her emails there. The guy that set up her email server that she used to send around classified and top-secret information in violation of American federal law, he just flipped to the FBI and got immunity in exchange for talking to them. That's right. I've been following that. But, so, uh, she, you know, if she ends that. up being indicted... She'll get around that. Well, if she does, then it's going to be Joe Biden against Donald Trump. I don't think so. That'll be somebody so. else. We'll I see. Think it, I think it's too late for Joe, and I don't think he's got it in him. I'm not sure he does either, but the party may come calling, and uh, the siren song is difficult to ignore. Thanks for the call, Greg. Okay, we'll do. George in Gatineau, you're on the Rob Snow Show with Brian Lilly. Good morning. Morning. Thank you for taking my call. I have a short message that includes two people. Okay. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Mm hmm. And Wynne from the Ontario Provincials. They should be removed. I'd like that. I'd also like to remove Philip Cuillard, but we don't have much luck on any of those, do we, George? Don't 
don't we have an attorney general that can have a word in it? Um, well, how how would by that implication, I it sounds like you're saying there's some criminal reason that they should be removed. What would that be? Well, first of all, I have my doubts about that win, how she's conducted business down there. And Prime Minister Trudeau, as far as I'm concerned, he knows as much about foreign policy as I do, and that is nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm surprised that Kathleen Wynne um, is able to, to skate along as she has. Uh, last January, uh, well, I guess January 2015, uh, I was... Um, I can hear your radio in the background, George, if you're able to turn oh, I'm that sorry. down. Uh, but last January, I was uh, I was on the radio. Is that they released the uh, the tapes right. of the um, the people going and offering a bribe to the candidate in the Sudbury by election. One of them was a a longtime uh, win associate out of Sudbury. The other was her deputy chief of staff. But her deputy chief of staff was able to get away with nothing happening to her because the Ontario political police looked the other way. Is is what I think happened. So um, thanks for the call, George. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. We'll be playing more curling songs and playing more curling music, and we'll be hurrying hard throughout the rest of the show. Hard! No, keep going! Hard! I got to like any sport where you can have a beer in one hand and a smoke in your mouth and still be able to play it, right? The Briar's not the only big thing happening in the nation's capital this week. We've had a couple of good weekends for tourism, so the Briar's here for a week this weekend. And we'll talk with Lisa McLeod, the local, what's her riding name? It's Nepean Carlton still, right? It hasn't changed at the provincial level yet. Nepean Carlton, MPP, Lisa McLeod. We'll talk to her later on in the program about the Ontario PC Party Convention. They are invading the capital this weekend. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of drunk Tories running around, people driving up from Toronto. I got know several people that are making the trek up from Toronto. Uh, and uh, that will be all over the Shaw Centre. And uh, I think today, can't remember what time, might have happened already, but Patrick Brown is doing a, a welcome skate at the Sens Rink of Dreams down at Ottawa City Hall. So all of that happening, and then, of course, last weekend we had the Manning Convention. So not only a good week, good couple of weeks for tourism here in Ottawa, but also a good week for conservatives coming to the nation's capital, which we need more of, especially with Prime Minister Zoolander in. Do you have thoughts on Justin Trudeau insulting our American neighbors and saying that they need to know more about foreign affairs? These are the comments that he made to CBS in a profile interview that will air on 60 Minutes this Sunday. It might be nice if they paid a little more attention to the world. Having a little more of an awareness of what's going on in the rest of the world, I think, is what many Canadians would hope for Americans. Well, just as we can show you ignorant Americans that don't know much about foreign affairs, I can show you ignorant Canadians that don't know much about foreign affairs, including the man that made those comments. Justin Trudeau claimed to have met a Russian official he never met, talked about it openly in interviews, and I believe in the House of Commons, but he never met him. 
He said, there's a level of admiration I actually have for China because of their basic dictatorship, allowing them to actually turn their economy around on a dime. He claimed, Baltic nations, not a thing. He mixed up China and Japan. And he brags still about having traveled to 90 countries or more. Doctor, heal thyself. That's what I have to say to Justin Trudeau. I'm Brian Lilly in Fort Rob Snow. Back after this, news at the bottom of the hour on News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Rob Snow. Makes me want to spark up an export. When you take a look at the number of world champion, Olympic champions, national champions that we have here, this is going to be the craziest one ever. But all that hurry harding just makes me want to spark up an export, a eh? crack open an Oland and throw some rocks down the ice. Maybe I'll learn how to curl while the Briar is in town this week. 580 CFRA, of course, a sponsor of the 2016 Tim Hortons Briar happening down at Lansdowne between now and March 13th. It's going to be fun. What the heck? And as I said, uh, the uh, Ontario PC convention in town this weekend. I'll uh, be speaking with Lisa McLeod about that later on in the day. See, I've told you Lisa's coming on. Now she actually has to call in. So that'll be after one thirty. Right now, taking your calls on Prime Minister, Prime Minister Zoolander. What would you say your trademark is if you have one? Well, I guess the look I'm best known for is blue steel. What's that look like? It's um, impressive. I wish you and could see Ferrari it. And then Ferrari and the Tigra. The Tigra's a lot softer. It's a little bit uh, more of a catalog look. I use it for footwear sometimes. Can I see that? If you haven't seen Zoolander, you at least have to watch some clips to know what I'm talking about on the YouTube. Talking about Prime Minister Zoolander and his insulting of Americans, what do you think that's going to do to our relations with our neighbors to the south, especially if Trump does win? Andrew in Orleans is on the Rob Snow Show. Andrew, your thoughts? Hey, hey, Brian, I just wanted to say that just another kook from the liberals is doing irreparable harm to the Canadian brand. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed to say he's the prime minister of the country, and I refuse to call him a PM. It's I don't know. It's going to I think they I think the whole issue with the Keystone was canceled because of his ramblings during the election campaign. Well, Barack Obama got cover from Canada on that due to Trudeau. But I I agree with uh, Calgary's mayor, Nahid Nenshi, who stood up at City Hall here in Ottawa and in front of the U.S. ambassador said, you blocked it because you knew that it would be a competitor to your own oil. And bravo to him for saying that. Uh, Trudeau would want to make you think it's all because we didn't price carbon. Every time he says that, I want to see his blue steel look. Every time he opens his mouth, diplomats around the world roll their eyes and go, oh, my God, what have the Canadians done? You know, here he's got the gall to criticize Americans. And he rambles on like this. It's, it's embarrassing. 
but then again, hey, most Canadians allegedly voted for him, you know. Well, so. 39% did, and uh, we will um, we will mock the Americans if they elect Donald Trump. <laughs> Just reality star. <laughs> what qualifications does he have? <laughs> Trudeau, in his interview with 60 Minutes, is also talking about how he was uh, a whitewater raft instructor and a drama teacher and all of that. Well, it's the fact of the matter is that there's a great blog under the, uh, Martin Armstrong's got a great blog about his economic confidence model. And I think what we're seeing now is the complete and utter lack of respect for the political Throughout the world, we're seeing it. We're seeing it in UKIP in England. We're seeing it Marie Le Pen in France. We're seeing it with Donald Trump. The fact of the matter is, is this bus is going over the cliff on the world economy, and no matter who's at the wheel, it's, I think, a little too late. All right. Anyhow. Thanks great. for the call, Andrew. Yeah. Gord in Orleans as well. You're calling in about Zoolander. Yeah, first of all, I love the reference to Zoolander. It's pretty much uh, pisker, picturesque and perfect in my uh, in my eyes. I can't believe the guy would like it's essentially slandering uh, all Canadians. Anybody that wants to go and visit the United States, I'd be embarrassed. I mean, when you know, Harper was look, in power in 2011 with that uh, airplane uh, landings over there at that army base, I <laughs> Every like nobody was like really appreciating Canadians over there. I found myself apologizing for for Harper's comments back then. But like, if there's anybody that needs foreign policy kind of education, I believe it's Har- Trudeau at this point. I had a lot of respect for his father, but not not what? so much him. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You you don't have the same amount of respect for him. No, not quite. I, do, I, do you think this does harm to to Canada's relationship, whether whether uh, Trump is elected or not? I mean, if Trump's elected and and the leader of the neighboring country has said, well, he you know, he's being supported by people that don't know much about foreign policy. That's not going to sit well. But actually slamming the people themselves, not even the leader, but the people themselves, that has to worry you. It's ridiculous. Like uh, a friend of mine said, you know, a lot, there was a, a lot greater voter turnout this year in, in youth than uh, ever recorded before. And he believed that that's because uh, Trudeau wanted to legalize pot and <laughs> Like yeah, I, when I, I go I out talk to work to an for on mobile that. jobs, I have to get drug tested whenever I go out to work. Shouldn't the prime minister, uh, when he starts saying stuff like this, have to be under the same scrutiny? <laughs> he has admitted to smoking pot, but he said he only did it, uh, I think, four or five times. Uh, he did admit he inhaled, which was better than Bill Clinton uh, would cop to. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, he says he doesn't do it anymore. So, fine, fair enough. I'm sorry, I, I don't have anything further. All right, thanks for the call, Gord. You bet. Mike in Barhaven, you're on the Rob Snow Show with B-Lil. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, well, it's Friday. So it's a 12% yeah, day, right? That's true. No, 5% day. Tuesday, Thursday, you give 12%. Wednesday, 40 23 <laughs> I don't know if you heard my rant yesterday about 
how to give 100% at work. You divide it up over five days. <laughs> Very nicely done. Um, I would just, uh, just quick comments there. Uh, number one, very briefly, I think uh, our uh, would-be PM needs to kind of stay off, uh, stay off Facebook and social media to see what's trending, because clearly you see a whole bunch of anti-Trump. Not that I'm a fan myself, really, but at the end of the day, you see a lot of it on Facebook from a ton of people, and it's pretty apparent that he's just going on Facebook and seeing all this anti-Trump stuff and really not thinking ahead, and he's just thinking about his next, uh, his next round of voterships uh, and, uh, and trying to gain their favor that way by, by commenting on what's trending right. on social media. Mike, I, so. I, I've been critical of Donald Trump. Uh, a friend of mine is down at CPAC in Washington right now. She just gave a speech a couple of hours ago, Dana Lesh, radio host in the States. She's critical of Trump. Neither one of us is the leader of the country next door. And that's exactly it. I mean, you can be critical of Trump. That's hey, that's that's your job to be that. It's not his job to poo poo the, uh, <laughs> the potential future man that he needs to do some very very good deals with to, to help our economy, as Lowell puts it. So that's the, that's one comment. And my second comment is, I w- it's after every month, after every day of just kind of hearing all these new policies or whatever's on on uh, on the docket for the Liberal government. It's becoming very apparent that he is just a face. I'd really like to know who's pulling the strings, but he he doesn't know what he's talking about. He, I mean, even yourself and you know, and other media personalities, they ask him hard questions, and he dances around them. He has no answer. He's got a script. He's an actor, and I'd really like to know who's pulling the strings behind the government. So, well, that's um, my two cents. I'll I'll tell you this. I've uh, I've scrummed several prime ministers. Um, Let's let, basically, if you're alive in prime minister other than John Turner and Kim Campbell, I've been in a scrum with them. Uh, they all have the ability to dance when they want to, but most of them are also able to answer questions with substance. Cretchen could, um, Mr. Dithers sometimes, Stephen Harper, absolutely, but they all know how to dance as well. Uh, those guys were pretty much all their own men. Including Mr. Dithers. I mean, the reason he was Mr. Dithers was he had a lot of good advisors and he could be a smart guy, but he couldn't make up his mind, speaking, of course, of Paul Martin. But if you want to know who the man is behind Justin Trudeau, it's pretty easy. It's Gerald Butts. Gerald Butts has been a friend of his since uh, university days at McGill. There's a great photo of them looking very uh, 90s. I won't mock the way they look because it was the 90s and someone might find a photo of me looking like that somewhere. You don't uh, want to be Donald Trump here, Brian. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm, all, all I'm saying is they look very 90s, and they both do. Uh, I tried to grow my hair out once. Didn't work out too well either. So Did the Eddie Vedder look? <laughs> may have been. So <laughs> these, guys, um, these guys have been friends a long time. Gerald Butts was a top advisor to Dalton McGinty. He helped bring in Ontario's green energy plan. He's moved to the federal level after a, a brief sojourn to run the World Wildlife Federation of Canada, where he called for essentially a shutdown of Canada's oil industry. And now the Trudeau government, despite their rhetoric otherwise, they're making moves to help accomplish that. And the truth shall set you, set you free. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, just, he's just a puppet, it seems like, because as you said, he can't answer a straight question. And I'm all for green energy, but you have to be fiscally responsible about it, and that is one thing that the Liberals in general just have proven that they are incapable of being fiscally responsible. So thank you. 
Mike, thanks for the call. More of your calls in moments. Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. Now back to Rob Snow on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Like I said, makes me want to spark up an export A and crack open an Oland. <laughs> Time to go curling this weekend. The Briar is in town. The 2016 Tim Hortons Briar 580 CFRA is a sponsor. Get out and enjoy yourself. We, we've also got the, the PC convention here in town. I'll uh, likely be floating around both. If you spot me, stop and say hi. Uh Got a pile of phone calls lined up because it's always this way at the end. But I want to go to Todd in Vanier first because he's worried that I'm disrespecting Prime Minister Trudeau. Well, I, I, I am. I, I think that uh, you've got to come to terms with the fact that the public has, the voting public has elected him. He is the Prime Minister. He's not the bobblehead. He's not uh, Zoolander. Uh, I doubt you would have the courage to say that to his face. Not that he's going to uh, uh, get in a fight with you, but, I mean, I think he would show more respect to his face. He, he is the prime minister. Yeah, so he is. I, I, don't, I, don't think he should, I don't think he should be using those terms. I don't think he's, he's qualified. I don't think that he's um, got the experience. But at the end of the day, he is the prime minister. I, I don't think it's appropriate to uh, uh, refer to him as, bobbleheads and whatever else that you can say to him. I, I actually didn't call him a, a bobblehead, Todd. I, I have said, I have compared him to Zoolander okay, because yeah, okay. he's, he's gone out and he's made stupid comments not only about the politicians of the country next door and our largest trading par- partner, but about the people. That's not a smart move. I agree. But he's still the Prime Minister. And I'm calling him out. Do you, do you think that um, uh, Stephen Harper was always called nice names by people that opposed him? I can tell you that over at uh, the state broadcaster, which, you know, he kept writing checks to to fund them during his entire time in office, they referred to him as Mean Steve. Okay, so you want to be compared to other disrespectful people? No, I'm just having fun today because that it's Friday and I feel like it. But I also do, I, we had a caller in, call in, say, I refuse to call him prime minister. I don't. I always have, and I always say, don't think the man's a dummy because he's smarter than you think. So but you don't that, like that, that I'm true, calling him uh, Zoolander, but I do give him respect. But I also call him out on his BS, and insulting the well, intelligence hey, of our neighbors is BS. By all means, and, and anybody could have picked a million different ways to answer that that ambush question um and and it's too bad that he didn't see it coming and to me that's that's lack of experience but at the end of the day he's the prime minister and and even when i see it in the in the u.s when when the uh, pundits start talking about it's obama this and obama that we've we've we really downgraded everything because before it was always Mr. President and Mr. or, or you know, hopefully Mrs. President coming up maybe. But you know what I say? Like it was always 
respect for the office, not necessarily the person. I understand what you're saying. I I understand. Thanks for the call, Todd. Thank you. Stanley in Ottawa. Morning, Brian. Uh, Just a quick comment on Mr. Trump. Yep. I'm pretty sure, uh, well, I'm not sure I agree with you. I think he's a disaster. But I'll say one thing. I haven't haven't said much good about Donald Trump. Yeah, but I have to be, pardon? I haven't said much good about Donald Trump. My guy's Ted Cruz. Yeah, but anyways, I have to be objective, and I have to agree with the gentleman, the person that uh, is 1,000% correct on his opinion on all these so-called free, free, free trade agreements. All they've done for United States and Western society is gut out and destroy and rot out the middle class, and only to the benefit of some corporations, some companies that aren't even countries that aren't even our, our friends and certain politicians, and I think on that one, he's dead on. And that's all I have to say about that. Thank you. Thank you, Stanley. Jerry in Orleans, you're on the program. Hello, morning, Jerry. Lot, okay. Lots of callers from Orleans today. What, what What's on your mind about uh, Mr. Trudeau? Well, first off, I think the Zoolander thing is so fitting. It's absolutely hysterical. You should keep it up like 24-7. And the other thing I joke about a lot is, you know, God gave some people hair and other people brains. So, you know which 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 department Zoolander lands in, right? Uh, well, I keep saying don't don't misunderestimate him. No, no, I get it. Like for someone who's seemingly so intelligent, when he opens his mouth, he's a complete idiot. He, uh, I mean, look. The reason I call, I'm calling him Zoolander today, the reason I'm mocking him, is. He's the one that went around saying the Americans need to know more about world affairs. And then I just read off all the examples like it is first bilateral with with uh, Japan. He confuses them with China or was it vice versa? I'm not the one that was in the meeting, so it doesn't matter that I can't remember. But he's going into the meeting, confusing the countries. He admires China's dictatorship. He he pretends he met a Russian politician that he never met. That's what I was going to I was going to mention the China thing. Because when he first got elected, they said something to the effect like, which country do you admire? And the first word out of his mouth was China, who probably has the worst human rights record on the planet. But you'd never know about it because everything's, you know, hush-hush over there, right? Well, you know, he um, he and most Canadian politicians, Stephen Harper started out uh, being uh, standing up to China and then moved away from that as business leaders and everyone else put huge pressure on him. But everyone's lining up against this Saudi deal to sell them light armored vehicles. But nobody's standing up and saying, what about everything we're selling to the the Chinese or buying from them? Jerry, thanks for the call. I got to run and get one more in before the end of the show. No worries, Brian. Have a good weekend. Another Orleans caller. Apparently, I'm appealing to the East End today. Irving, you're on the program. Yes, I just want to mention that uh, Donald Trump's supporters are all the people that have the money to come as tourists. Well, all of them, yeah. Any American has the money to come to as a tourist to Canada, so don't go around uh, insulting them. Well, this is it. The people that that do have the money are all, a lot of them are retired. They're the ones that are supporting Donald. And they're the ones that have the cash to do the um, traveling. So what's he doing is he's insulting Potential customers. Well, potential customers and our potential business partner, because if Trump does win, yep, he's going to have to deal with them. That's going to be an uncomfortable four years, wouldn't you think, Irving? Yep. 
Thanks for the call. Okay, bye. I'm Brian Lilly in for Rob Snow. We'll continue after the news at the top of the hour. As I said, make sure you take in some curling fun this weekend. It's probably the last weekend we're going to have a really winter weekend for a little while. Hard! And if you got time, go hard with the PC convention and check out what's happening there. you got to be a delegate to go to all the things, but I'm sure there's going to be lots of fun happening around the Shaw Center. Uh, 5.15, you can go skating. That's the time. 5.15, skating party with Ontario PC leader Patrick Brown at the Sens Rink of Dreams at Ottawa City Hall. I'm Brian Lilly. This is News Talk 580 CFRA.